Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more. And I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 80 of the Nora Speaks podcast. This episode is the conclusion of my conversation with Denise Poole, founder and CEO of Heart to Heart Services. Heart to Heart is a nonprofit agency providing education on human sex trafficking in the United States, as well as outreach and support services for survivors. If you did not listen to the first part of our conversation, I advise you to go back and listen to episode 79. Please do take note that for some, this conversation may be triggering. However, I do urge you to share this discussion with your network to inform them of the prevalence of human sex trafficking in this country. You can follow Heart to Heart Services on social media at Heart to Heart Services on Facebook and Instagram, and you can check the show notes for additional contact information. I am grateful to Denise for sharing this vital information with the Nora Speaks audience. If you or someone you know is being trafficked, please call the National Human Trafficking Hotline 1-888-373-7888. That number again, one 888 373-7888. Now here is the conclusion of my conversation with Denise Poole. I'm, I'm so glad, Denise, that, you know, you, you agreed to come on the podcast and you're sharing all of this valuable information. So just kind of moving, moving further, I go to um, a medium security juvenile prison and they do something called the clothesline project right where they uh, decorate shirts and each color of the shirt represents the kind of abuse physical Mm -hmm. abuse sexual abuse verbal abuse um and as every i go there you know several times a month and when i'm looking at the shirts it's the victim miser the victimizer is always somebody that they know. Mm-hmm. I was your daughter. How could you? Mm-hmm. Um, these are people who are in the home mm-hmm. with these girls. And what they put on the first, I think that the staff there who create the conditions to allow these young women to express themselves, I think that's just remarkable. Yes. But what I learned looking at these t-shirts is that it's happening so close to home. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think that there is a correlation between mm-hmm. Sexual abuse, mm-hmm. witnessing abuse and violence in the home, and juvenile delinquency and juvenile delinquent behavior. You talked yes. about not feeling safe at home, so I'm going to go out in the streets. And to survive yes. in the streets, I'm going to have to break a law. Right. Right. So do you see that? And is there, um, I'm not sure if you work with the juvenile justice system, but is there uh, mechanisms within the juvenile justice system to identify that this delinquency, this charge that this young lady has mm-hmm. is likely impacted by this violence that occurred 
Yeah. It, do they uh, recognize that? So, unfortunately, it may be noted, but what the court system is going to say is that the law was broken. Mm. We can't go by, um, you know, what happened. We're sorry that happened. Right. Mm. But this is as a result, and you knew right from wrong. Mm. And so it is unfortunate because, yes, uh, most often, how do you express within yourself that this has happened, that something, whatever it is, has happened? Mm -hmm. You can't even articulate it. As a let alone comprehend it, and so the only thing a child can do is act it out, right? right. And so, even for me, that's where my behavior that's mm -hmm. why my behavior was the way it was because I could only act it out, I couldn't verbalize it, I didn't have the words. And so, in counseling, that's one of the things that we want to do is help you associate with the word of mm -hmm. how you feel mm -hmm. because there sometimes you know, words are taken from you. And that's when you have a lot of profanity that's being used too, because you, you know, I can't express myself. This is the only way I can express myself is to use these words. Yeah. So to be taught how to use those words. And then um, there is a strong correlation, I believe, and that would be a great research study um, as to um, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse tied to various um, delinquencies. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a, a great study. I know we have the ACE study, right, right. but, um, and that really just And shows. ACE is an acronym for Adverse Childhood, Childhood Experience. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, which a lot of children experience, but again, if you look deeper, a lot of the parents have experienced, right. and they've never dealt with their trauma. Right. And so if the parent doesn't know how to cope, mm. the child is learning from their environment. So they don't know how to cope. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so um, so the delinquencies are there and the behaviors are there because this is how it was in my house. In addition to this is the norm in my house, right. because you may hear from um, from different survivors. And I say survivors, the warriors, because, you know, they make it to a point where they're able to share. And though so. You know, for them, it was normal in their home for, mm -hmm. you know, moms just say, just go along with it. This is what we do. Like, right. and so, you know, um, you know, I've been, I've met someone who, you know, mom was in a brothel and the child was there with the mom. So, you know, this is normal. Um, you know, so to learn what is normal and what is not, and then survival is a, is a whole nother game. Yeah. So you're out there trying to survive. You're going to still, you're going to, right. you know, um, get caught up in, and I don't like the term prostitution because it's not as victimization. Right. And so when we see them on the street, when we see people on the street who look as if we know they're selling themselves, we need to see them in light of being a victim and not being mm, a prostitute. Right. It doesn't matter how old they were or how old they may be. They did, they started out as a victim. Right. No one lies in bed and say, oh, when I grow up, I want to sell myself. On the street. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. So, and so you'll hear, um, you know, uh, you know, traffickers will say the same thing. Well, you've been given away for free. Why not make mm. some money off of it? Mm. 
But the problem with that is they're not making the money off. The trafficker is making the money off of it because they don't get the money. Right. So. So so let's talk about the the let's talk about the warriors, the, the survivors, those um, folks who have and are overcoming mm-hmm. that kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, I mean, you talked about, you know, starting at four and it, you know, continuing. That's a long time. And yeah. then, you know, the, the the destruction of the bridge of trust, you know, with the people that you should be the most vulnerable with. Yes. You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So unfortunately you have complex trauma when you have people who are traumatized with the very hands that should embrace them and Mm -hmm. hold them and make them feel secure. And that's the hand that's really causing the pain. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's very complex. And even when they have exited, if they've exited, it's a, their life has changed forever. Um, you know, I mean, can you just imagine the person that you love having sex with them during the night? It's mm. your husband. It's, you know, it's your spouse. It's, you know, and you're with them because you, it's during the night or whatever, mm-hmm. right? You want to be. So then, now flip that. You're having that same relationship, that same type of interaction with someone that you don't know 14 or 15 different people a night that you don't even know. And it's seven days a week. There are no holidays. There are no vacation days. This is everyday life. And so 14 or 15 different people. Um, And so this is their life. So coming out of that, you know, we know for women who are involved in domestic violence situations, it takes about seven times for them. So it's going to take that or more for a survivor right. to come out. But the problem is they're coming out to where? Right. Where are they coming out to? Where are the homes? Mm. There's a, there are homes few and far between. And how many victims do you have? Right. And so where are they going to stay? So sometimes, you know, well, here in New Jersey, we have beds for them. But survivors need to be with other survivors in order to heal, right? Because now, why is that? I mean, when you say, you when have, you, well, when you say that New Jersey has beds, where do mm-hmm. they have beds? So there are different agencies in New Jersey that have beds, meaning that they may have a group home or they may have a safe house or something, but it's not just for survivors. It's for runaways. It's for it, it's probably it's, it's more than likely it's for those who are um, domestic violence, okay. women or um, children but with it's all not types of behavior. No, for and that's the problem, and that's what we want. And when you say uh, survivors need to be with survivors, <clears throat> why is that? Why is yeah. that so important? Because they understand each other. Mm-hmm. There's like a common bond. Mm-hmm. They can heal each other. There's no judgment right. as as it is with the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess you don't know the questions to ask. You don't know the words to say. Right. There's unspoken communication that right. happens, right? Right. Yeah. And so already they feel very low on the right. totem pole. And now I've got to come in and try and explain myself to you mm-hmm. or um, I'm not raped mm-hmm. because this goes on and on. Uh, um, domestic violence is certainly part of it. Right. You got to keep explaining. Right. right. Yeah. And so we're different. 
I'm trying to heal, but you're trying to heal, but your healing is different Mm -hmm. because you can't really relate. And then the staff can't relate. Like I'm not in with this number. So, you know, even with... That's not the right treatment for It's that not. Issue, right? It really isn't. It is mm-hmm. not. And um, spending time with survivors, that's one thing that I have learned. I have been on uh, maybe four different survivor retreats with about 30 or so, nothing but survivors. And, um, you know, they're warriors. And that's where I get that term from. They are warrior women and they are phenomenal. But the healing comes through... Um, being understood. Yeah. Right. Not, I don't have to explain because we already have this connection. You already understand. Mm -hmm. So when I say this or I move like this, you don't look at me like I'm crazy because you understand. Right. Right. Right? And so, um, it's acceptance. It's total acceptance. Right. And so it's so important. Um, you know, and so that's, why we need to get this home for survivors, um, a transitional home. Because one thing about them, they are mighty women. They're not looking for handouts. They're looking for a hand up. How right. can I make this happen right. for myself? Right. Um, I, I, I want to do it for myself. And so, you know, um, so I'm really fortunate. I'm blessed to be able to have survivor leaders guiding mm. us, guiding heart to heart services, because they need to be at the table because the table is a spread. That's all about them. Right. And that's where a lot of these organizations go wrong because they are doing these things without survivors. How? And the survivors are the credible messengers. They really are. Right. They really are. And so, um, you know, not to give them a voice about what happens mm-hmm. is, is really it's the wrong it's, treatment it's exploitation modality. all over again. Wow. That's what it is. They're being You're exploited right. all over again. Right. And so... Um, you want to bring somebody to the operating room and you don't have the right doctor. Right. Okay. Right. Mm. So, um, yeah, so, you know, they are um, a group of phenomenal women. Um, They started out just like we did, just like everybody did, started out with dreams and goals and families or maybe not families. But, um, you know, we all start, everyone, we start a journey the same way. And so we really don't have control when we're children over what happens and on that journey. But what we do have control over is how we help other people along the way in their journey. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and how to prevent others from falling into a pit hole. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have to take responsibility as adults. And so just as I grew up as community, we need to live as community and Mm -hmm. we're, we're not passing that test. So your child, I care about your child. So Yes, if I see your child doing something, I'm going to say something. And I'm going to tell you, even, you know, I mean, I even go even as far as the guys on the street. When I see them walking down the street with their pants down, I say, why do I see your underwear? Mm-hmm. And they will apologize and I will give them a lesson on what that's about. Right. Um, and so there's some respect because I'm concerned. Right. I'm not just uh, judging, judging you. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about you. And they know the difference. And they, they do. And, and that's, you know. You know, I, 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 when I was working in Philadelphia, I would see the kids um, hugged up together at the train station and I would go over and I would talk to them. Mm-hmm. I would talk to her. 
about her respect and herself, and I will talk to him about respecting her. Now, what you do with it is on you, but I'm going to talk about to you because obviously somebody is not, or maybe they are, maybe you're trying to get away, but you're being seen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to get back to that. Like, these are our children. And so these are our children that's being, you know, um, brainwashed. Right. These are our children where their futures are being taken from them. And I always go back into last year. uh, It was the first four months of the year and 502 children went missing from Washington, D.C., children of color. And no one looked at looked into that until the fourth month when someone spoke up about how. Um, that it was an athlete's jersey that was missing. And if you could That's find right. that jersey, right. why can't that. you find these girls? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, had, I saw a, a, a note online uh, or it was documented the number of African-American girls who have, been, who have went missing um, that get media attention versus Caucasian girls, right? And there, the young lady that, uh, you know, was in a lift, was, she went to the park and, you know, they're tearing up the house of the, the person that they suspect that has something to do with it. But I think every day, every day across our social media, because we share it, we see the numbers of our young people. Yes. You know, we don't know where they are. And like you said, it seems like no one's looking for them. And certainly it's not getting national attention, but the jersey. So the poster that we use to put up, it has a little um, Caucasian girl on it. Mm. Because if we had a black girl mm-hmm. on it, who would pay it any attention? Yeah, I, I saw it at the, at the conference. The, uh, the, and yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem to be that attention. And so we need to do whatever it takes to, to do what we can. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. so that's what we have to do. Right. Um, Homeland Security has come out with some posters of some um, Latina women, a woman on the front or, or a girl. Um, there's an African woman. Um, there's a Latino male. Um, and of course, you know, Caucasian, but um, so it all depends on what community I'm in. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You got to bring the right tool to the job. Right. Right. So heart to heart services. I'm, I have your your brochure here. Um, you have counseling. You have um, services for children, adolescents, yes. relationships, families, group. Um, yes. And I just want to say also for the audience, the um, the website for uh, Heart to Heart is hearttoheartservices.net. That's H-E-A-R-T-2, the number two, H-E-A-R-T services.net, hearttoheartservices.net. Um, and you can also be found on Facebook and Instagram yes. at Heart to Heart Services. That's with the letter two. Uh, excuse me, with the number two, but also um, you have some pretty exciting things that's going to be coming up. I'm not sure what to talk about first. Why don't we talk about next month with the training that you're going to be doing for the youth consultation services? 
Yes, I am really excited about that. Um, I will be um, providing training at both of their sites, one in East Orange and one in Somerdale. And the training, um, because they are, and, and I applaud them, I, I just need to say that, I applaud them that they're looking to get training mm-hmm. on um, human trafficking for their staff because they work with youth. And anyone who works with youth really need to get trained because you need to know what you're looking for. You need to know the signs. Um, and then you need to know how to handle the individuals. And so I'm really, I, I just, I can't um, say enough about organizations that bring us in to do that type of um, training. Um, there's, I know people are getting involved in um, being trauma informed. Right. However, it's totally different um, having training about um people who are being trafficked. So uh, we'll be talking about what the signs are, what to look for um, in terms of um, even how to engage with Mm -hmm. uh, victims um, and then, um, you know, how you interview them Mm -hmm. and just just how to handle them. And I have to say that the training that I received was training from a survivor. Mm -hmm. I I go to survivor-led conferences and I'm trained by survivors. Excellent. And so the, those trainings that you're going to be providing will be July 1st and July 2nd at, uh, for the youth consultation services in East Orange and Somerdale. And then you're going to be at Rowan, Rowan college. Yes. There is uh Rowan college at Gloucester County. Um, and that's a human trafficking, internet, social media, and exploitation. And it's presented by the South Jersey Anti-Trafficking Coalition. Yes, Heart to Heart Services is um, part of that uh, organization. Um, we actually will have um, one of the survivor warriors there, Lockie. She's phenomenal. And um, she's going to be speaking as well. And we'll be talking about the social media and how mm-hmm. our youth are being caught up in trafficking through social media. Great. And that's going to be um, July 10th. Again, that's going to be at Rowan College. and. To get more information about uh, each of these trainings, the one with Youth Consultation Services and uh, the panel that's going to be at Rowan, you can email Heart to Heart Services at heart to heart svcs at gmail.com. That's heart to heart svcs dot, or excuse me, at gmail.com. And I'm going to make sure to include um, the social media website and the email in the show notes, uh, Denise, so that uh, folks who are interested can reach out to you, um, not just uh, connect with you at these trainings, but also follow you, support the work that you're doing, and become more involved. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Because it it takes a village. It takes a tribe. We certainly can't do what we want to do and what we need to do without everyone coming in and there's nothing too small mm. um if you can put labels on folders we have one um volunteer she doesn't want to know anything she just wants to fold up the folders and put stickers on them um we have a center for the women to come into so mm-hmm. they can um, get something to eat they can rest they can relax they can um, get washed up they can take toiletries with them mm-hmm. um, we can help them with resources try and get them connected so we need a, we need volunteers to help mm-hmm. with that and of course with with volunteering it does come some training because these women 
um, they're precious to us. Mm. And we're not going to deal with anyone who's going to judge them or make them feel uncomfortable mm. um, in that manner. So training mm. is very um, is very important. And I think that's important, too, because um, someone through the training might realize they don't have the Constitution to handle yes. that. And so maybe they just need to right. put labels on <laughs> Envelopes. Right. You know, but right, right, but, right. but the point is right. that everybody can make a contribution. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. There is something um something that you can do um even um, monetarily, yeah. you know, if someone wants to make a donation or um, you know, we have events where um it's called soap, save our adolescents from prostitution, mm-hmm. um, where we go out to hotels and we give them um some training and we give them soap bars for them to put into the bathrooms and you know, a victim is in there, they can see it and maybe um, use the phone number because it has a couple mm-hmm. questions on it. So um, rallying with us to put labels on soap bars mm-hmm. or, um, you know, there's just a numeration of things that can be done mm-hmm. um, to help us, even in the office, you know. Um, so when we provide therapy for children who are in the homes that are having hard times, mm-hmm. you know, because this uh, adjustments are difficult for children nowadays, um, and so someone could be having difficulty with their child or um, someone, someone, you know, we, they're from the ages of five to 21 where they need us to come alongside of that child. Mm-hmm. And so um, we are connected with um, the Children's System of Care of New Jersey. And so it's no fee to them. Um, the Children's System of Care will, will cover that. And we come into the home and mm-hmm. we provide therapeutic services in the home for the youth and the family. So another question occurs to me, do you also go into schools and work with uh, school staff? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because they are on the front line. Right. They don't know what they're seeing Mm. when they see children falling asleep. Mm. Why? Mm. Because they've been up during the night. Right. They see children, their grades are dropping. Why? Right. And so these are some of the things that happens to the victims. So the woman who actually created soap, um, she was trafficked in school. And Mm. the boy went to her school and her church and he, you know, um, you know, came up to her and, oh, you know, he's, you know, just wooing on her because, um, you know, he saw that she was naive or Mm -hmm. vulnerable so he's going to give her a ride and oh you know oh he's so handsome he smells so good he dresses so nice he has a nice car and so when he went out of the parking lot he didn't go to the direction of her home so here you have a situation where she didn't go home and tell because she was not supposed to get in the car Mm. right Mm. so he forced her to come inside come on just get something to eat something to drink or whatever and she talks about how his home was much bigger than hers because she lived in this big you know influential area and she wanted to see in the home so just a soda gave her a soda right but it was laced wow right and so he ended up raping her and when she got home she didn't tell I wasn't supposed to be in the car with him, let alone go into his house. Now this happened. Now I'm in trouble. But when she got to school, he told her we have a problem. He didn't. uh, My cousin was in the closet taking pictures. So if you don't do, you know, what we need you to do, then we're going to show these pictures to your family. Right. 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 So 
she didn't know what it was because he had a business, but they called her to come out. Wow. And she would sneak out of the house at night. And that's what was done. Mm. And um, so she was trafficked for two years. Well, that's a brilliant idea with the soap. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's brilliant. Yeah. So we, um, so we do that. We go out and we do that. And, um, you well, know. Well, also, there's, you have a book coming out in November, Fiercely Speaking. That's exciting. <laughs> so, so we have to have you back on the show <laughs> to talk about the book. Yeah, that is exciting. I can't believe I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe I um Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um there's so much more inside of me that needs to come out. I, I, and not only me, I know all of us. We yeah. all have a journey. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe our journey is for ourselves. I believe our journey is always to give uh, a hand to someone else. Mm-hmm. And so if what goes on, you know, through that reading, if someone can get a glimpse and understand who they are, that they were mm-hmm. created for more than their mistakes. Mm, that's powerful. Then, then that's a I good thing. I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah, I guess so. going to be exciting. <laughs> so I, I really didn't mean to take up so much of your time, but oh, it's fine. You know, I think this conversation, this subject, is very important. I wanted to make sure, you know, you had enough time to share. And I know there's still so much more to share. And you know, I would encourage uh, listeners to attend um, the conference that you're going to be at the panel discussion at Rowan University. Um, as well as reach out to you, follow you on social media, Facebook, yes. Instagram, Heart to Heart Services. Go visit the website, yes. um, reach out, volunteer, yes. and get the uh, and, and invite you to their organization's church, yes. temple, schools, yes. so that you and your crew can share information that yes. uh, that too many of us lack. Yes, yes, and indeed. Thank you so much. Is there anything thank you'd like to you. say in closing? Um. Not in particular. I just really thank you for the opportunity. And um, I, you know, I'm just grateful because we do need to rally together so that we can take care of our children. And if someone sees something that just doesn't look right, I guarantee you it's not right. And so when that happens, then we need to make a phone call. Um, If there is uh, some... uh, criminal activity, such as someone um, like looks like a domestic violence situation, then call 911. If you think um, that um, someone is being trafficked and what that may look like is you may see someone who never goes to school. Mm. Um, You may see someone, um, a child who may be dressed um, inappropriately all the time, um, knowing that they uh, don't have the resources for the name brand things right. that they're weighing. If they are with someone older, if um, they look nervous, they, they don't mm. speak for themselves. Someone is always speaking for them. Um, they look malnourished. Um, something like that um, are some signs could be potential trafficking situations. If there is a situation for trafficking, um, then they can contact the National Human Trafficking Hotline, okay. which is 1-888-3737-888. Okay. Okay. And I'll make sure I also include that in the show notes. That's very important. And I just want to make a note. The number for Heart to Heart Services is 856-352-5424. Again, that number is 856 
352-5424. Thank you so much, Denise, for Thank being a great you. guest. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you July 10th at the training at Rowan. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Norris Beast Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, noramohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.